Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Part 2 of 2. MGT, Episode 5. So, the the one thing you want to be aware of is something called impermanent loss, um, which is the mechanism whereby if you have your XRP in this network and basically with the flare network uh, from my understanding for every XRP that you mint into the network for that XRP to be minted successfully the liquidity provider has to uh, have two and a half times collateral of your XRP so that means that for every XRP you mint there's two and a half times the amount of money in the system so that if you wanted to then take your XRP out, you always have liquidity there to be able to take it back. However, if XRP was to overnight shoot up 10x, then that two and a half times no longer covers your initial amount. So you then would, if you wanted to sell, if you wanted to take back your XRP at that very moment, you would then be at a loss because you would be eight and a half times down on the price. So it's called impermanent loss because it's impermanent in the aspect that you essentially want to wait for the liquidity pools to balance themselves out, whereby either the, the price of the Spark token, for example, um, increases or XRP has a retracement so that you can then take out at the price that it's worth. Yeah. Now, that is the reason or that's something you want to be aware of because for example, if you was to mint all of your XRP and then XRP was to shoot up in price and then you wanted to just sell some of it to, to get some of that profit, then you would either have to take it out at a loss or you would have to wait with it in mm. the system. So my strategy and kind of playbook for this is to have a certain amount of XRP which you continue to hold in your bag so that if it does shoot up, you can then take some of that and sell it if you so choose. And then with the XRP that's then in the system, it won't really matter the fact that you have that impermanent loss mechanism because you will just be able to leave it in there and allow it to rebalance over time because you don't need it because you already have your side XRP bag. And then you just continue to accumulate on that over time. And then when it does rebalance out, if you so decide to take it out of there, then you can do so. So that's the only thing you really want to be aware of with it is the fact that um, like a huge surge in XRP's price may put you in a position where you're kind of under float and that you need to give it time. So just knowing or having the strategy where you at least have some XRP still in kind of cold storage is like a good strategy to play if you have the intention of selling like a portion of it when it does shoot up to like a certain amount. So. What kind of percentages do you work with? Are you like half half? <laughs> or are you like, I'm like... So I am, I am inclined to, uh, so obviously I think as you both know, if you was a participant or you was an XRP holder in December of 2020, you participated in the Flare snapshot and you uh, are receiving <laughs> the free Spark tokens. <laughs> and... I'm like, uh, for, that, 
literally it's so beautiful isn't it i know i literally was like because i started stressing out because i was like oh fuck i think i moved it to a ledger does that mean like i don't get it anymore and had like a little spirulina and then i was like oh no it's fine and it was still in there so it was fine i'm slowing the ledger the ledger is the best the better place to have it as well but um oh we should we should talk about that at some point too yeah i've got mine sitting here but um for reference (laughs) If you participate in that, you're gonna get the the spark tokens in the airdrop, and um, it, so we're we're getting the airdrop right for those holders who had XRP on the December of 2020, and for the the airdrop uh, receivers, we're gonna receive 15% of our total stack in the first month, and then I think it's like 3% every month thereafter, and I'm going to match it one to one. With the stack that I get originally, and just utilize that much XRP um, representative of that. Just like I'll go in evenly with each, and then I'll continue to assess and adjust over time. Like if if I start getting rewards and they're like so insane, the amount we're getting paid because it's so early on, then like I may just be more inclined to be like, you know what, I'm just going to risk a little bit more and then shove some more in. But I'm gonna. I'm just going to go 50-50 into or like one-to-one representative of the amount of spark I receive and then um, assess it from there forward. Mm. I'm sadly three months out, so I won't get this special fucking oh. token. Wow. <laughs> but that's okay. I From I yesterday's I'm... chat, you are still able to receive it. You just have to obviously purchase it. Is that correct? We'll just need to go onto the open market when the Flare Network launches and buy them as you would any other token, but you can't purchase them yet other than in the form of an IOU. So you could go onto an exchange like BitTrue now and purchase Spark, and then on the day of launch, they will deposit it straight in your account. But um, obviously, I think the kind of smartest strategy would be to wait for the network to launch because I'd imagine that a lot of people are going to dump their Spark tokens for sale when they receive them because they don't really understand the network as a whole and in that you might be able to pick some up for a little bit cheaper than they are now yeah. and hopefully uh, from that actually get like a quite a sizable bag so yeah and that that's not out yet is it that's releasing soon that was my next question i was like when do we think this will happen <laughs> <laughs> well recently i don't know whether you've heard songbird um, released, which is basically the priori test net to the Flare Network, and the or what we've been told is that was going to release a month prior to the Flare Network, and the fact that that was released uh, at the very well beginning of this month, end of last month, shows that uh, we're we're hopefully within a month, but we're very close to this this release and. In that um, process, we can we can be quite excited because we're on the the cusp of this shift that's allowing us to to finally begin to make an income off of our XRP without the need of any kind of centralized authority to do so. That's awesome. That's so exciting. I I'm going to be like on the computer waiting for it to launch. <laughs> Seems that I don't get it automatically. <laughs> I, have to, I have to say, it's like the one thing that I'm like really really sat like smug about i'm like yeah, yeah i've got mine like, <laughs> I love the fact 
fact, I think because like you told me about it when it was 17 cents as well. So now I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> just like I right actually there. remember, I think your first buy, didn't you? You like Will's on like face cam, weren't we? And you was like showing me a screen. I was like, so wait, what do I click here? And she like exchanged it. So I was like, yeah. So I was like, just buy, just trust me. Just, just fucking buy, buy it. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, well, what am I? No, I, yeah, no, it's, it, well, it's so funny. It's like the, the more I researched it, I was just like, it doesn't make fucking sense to have my money in the bank when they like inflation, they keep printing it. Like I would rather just like high risk high reward right just fucking I don't, I don't know about you guys where where you are because you're on the other side of the world to me but I mean I can't walk into my local supermarket now to buy like a couple meals of food without spending like 10 pound 20 30 quid when like I remember like I mean 10 years ago like 15 years ago it's like I'd go into a shop and with like two pound I'd be able to get my food for all day and it's like they're so sneaky in this banking system. And, and what's scariest, right, is that I go into the supermarket and I see these people and I have trolleys and it's just crates of beer. All of this, like, processed crap, it's like all of that's going to cost you, like, 100, 200 quid. And there's not one thing I can see in that trolley which is going to go inside your body and nourish you. And I'm like, damn, you go out and work all these hours you you work a job you're probably not enjoying or you you really don't like and then you're going and wasting it away on all of this food which is just destroying you internally it's like if only I could just like come up to you and shake your head and be like just wake up <laughs> I know it gets frustrating to watch but it's all in divine yeah. timing and like the the journey of it is like the most beautiful part you know like being able to yeah. tell like your story how you like was all like fucking asleep and then to yeah. finally well, awakening yeah. is like the best story you'll ever tell <laughs> yeah, I think for true. me as well like the food thing has been such a huge and I know for you as well like we've mm-hmm. both kind of experimented with like yeah. not eating fasting like eating the meat not eating the meat like mm-hmm. I guess like what have you found over the years um with experimenting with your diet and stuff um so I um, originally, like, I mean, like growing up, I was just like, eat anything, literally anything and everything. And then um, as I started awakening, I got obviously a lot more in tune with myself. And I started realizing how messed up the kind of factory farming of um, the like, animal system for like the, your, your kind of main supermarkets, etc. And that led me to a place where I was like okay I'm I'm no longer eating meat and I just primarily went like I became pescatarian then I realized like how even the fish are like farmed in like these tiny little ponds and stuff and even that's brutal in itself so then I moved from pescatarian to vegetarian and then um, obviously vegetarian you have like the milk and the dairy and then I started realizing like damn like even just to get the milk off of these cows some of what they have to go through I was like I can't even abide in this and so I went from like full meat eater to pescatarian vegetarian to vegan and I was a vegan for a good kind of six to nine months and I was quite happy being a vegan like I, I was okay and I wasn't really missing out on anything I actually quite liked it because 
it meant like when the idea of say like a pizza come into my mind I rather than me being like hmm should I shouldn't I should I it was just like no you can't eat that just you're not going there so it was it was quite calming because I just knew that I couldn't go there and I also had the insight then to know that I didn't want to go on to like eat this kind of fake cheese and fake milk and all of this like I didn't want to go down that route and I then um basically after that I became like incredibly malnutrished and and like I got I lost all of my size all of my strength like my my face like looking straw like my hair wasn't like growing and like just every nothing kind of felt right and I then started looking more into actually the way in which our body is design, designed and our digestive system and the way in which it actually functions off of nutrients and I realized that our body is a primal machine our body is the most primal aspect of us in this three-dimensional three-dimensional sphere of reality now in that because of that we have been designed slash evolved whatever way you want to look at it to actually consume meat mainly as as at least as a primary to our diet because that's what we would have done we would have gone and obviously hunted our animals and when I started looking into it the kind of barbaric nature of um, like this this animal killing actually becomes like insanely pure when you start to look into these ancient cultures and once they would like hunt and kill an animal they would then have like a ceremony to celebrate the animal's life and death and they would pray for the animal itself they would pray for the journey of the soul and then consuming that food would be like a celebratory process with all the family and I realized that it wasn't actually like us moving away from this like eating animal and like going only to like plant and veg it was just a process of of having gratitude for the foods that we eat and actually giving it our attention and it, it's due service for the fact that it's fueling us and it's giving us life and in that I then started to move over to a primarily meat and da uh, dairy based diet but in doing so I sourced all of my uh, meat and dairy from the local farm so I'm no longer um, getting it from like the the supermarkets and I've actually uh, seeing the animals themselves like even at one of the farms I go to I actually saw one of the cows getting uh, milked I'm not actually sure like the technical term for it but you, the, the cow was actually happy like you could see in its eyes it was it wasn't like in any sort of distress from that process and that gave me a like, lot of peace of mind in knowing that like this is pure and you can even taste it in the meat and then I always give thanks to my meat and my meal before I eat it for serving me and in that I can now consume these nutrients which make me feel strong which give me vitality which allow me to like go into the gym go out for a run and, and really feel that strength and energy but at the same time I um, am allowing myself to continue to keep in touch with my spiritual aspects so that I source it as natural as possible as local as possible and then at the same time, always bless it and give gratitude for, for the thanks that I'm actually lucky enough and blessed enough to be able to eat it. So, mm. that's, yeah, I that's, really, 
I really Sorry, struggled with the meat thing. Like um, I did like the vegan thing for two years and like because I was spiritual, it really cooked me thinking about like the stress of the animal. But mm-hmm. after two years of, you know, being vegan, it was like my body shut itself. So it was just like I didn't, yeah, it was just, it's so wild how like we are told certain things that are not mm-hmm. necessarily um, but you you have to also what a lot of the kind of awakened uh, spiritually aligned uh, individuals they've fallen into the trap of this veganism agenda because we have to realize that there there is an agenda here by the very people who are enslaving us and the reason for this veganism agenda is because they want to create the um, artificial meat and this ties all it back into like the bill gates and, and and controlling the land and the farming whereby everything we consume is artificial so you, i mean for those who don't know like soy is like 99 percent of soy on the planet is artificial like none of it is and you've got everyone thinking like oh yeah soy, beyond milk, meat and protein. stuff yeah. like yeah rotten. and and um yeah so you've got like the, these protein powders you've got soy you've got like this fake cheese and you look at the you look at every vegan packaging you look at the ingredients it's like the ingredients list is like 10 miles long you're like damn just to make cheese you've got to put all that crap into it it's mm-hmm. like that is not better for you that no. is nowhere and there is the agenda to because food is frequency and frequency is information mm-hmm. so everything that we consume is informing ourselves on essentially what to do with it and how to construct and build from it Mm. so if everything's artificial it ties into this agenda of like moving us from like an organic species into this like transhumanist type bio synthetic humanity Mm. and that there is a big agenda for that with the the veganism and people have to be aware of that Mm. and that the whole kind of like dogmatic vegan um kind of push here to be like don't eat any animals it's it's like slavery for the animals like it's bad like it's like actually so much of it is in where you source it from your intention and the the love that you show for for having that blessing to eat the animal and that going to a totally inorganic synthetic food which is full of additives and toxins is not a better route to go down i can assure you of that and unfortunately a lot of vegans fall into that trap and they don't realize that they're actually destroying themselves more than they're doing a greater good so yeah i 100 percent learned that the hard way when my so did i yeah so did i basically. yeah <laughs> yeah it's like oh okay <laughs> um going back onto like how you said like traditions and stuff like giving thanks to the meat and it mm-hmm. being like a real ceremony and like the most like kindest way to the animal and its life and etc I recently watched like a documentary it's called like the secrets of water and it goes into like a lot of how not only like the water obviously that we drink like the quality of water 
it's how like water is forced to go in directions that it actually doesn't want to go in, like through our pipes and stuff and through dams and man-made dams and things like that. It actually loses its life force and we're essentially drinking dead water. So it's, and they obviously did all these scientific testings on waters and like just out of the tap, like nothing special, Um, like water out of the tap just left to its own device just sitting there and then water out of the tap with a conscious thought of it of like love and gratitude and like thank you it re like gave it life it was essentially alive again um even though it was full of like chlorine and heavy metals like just the structure of it completely changed just from the the conscious mind giving gratitude to the water um so it's just like everything obviously like you said is has an energy and is a frequency and it's like giving like thanks and like love to whatever you're consuming makes such a big difference and if, if you tie that into meat as well you got to remember that we as as individuals our body is primarily made up of water right Mm -hmm. so um a lot of people don't uh almost connect the dots that meat has a huge or a high water content and that by blessing the meat you're not actually changing the structure of the meat it's not the, the the physical protein itself which you're changing because that stays the same you're actually changing, like you said, the structure of the water in the meat. And it's the water which holds the energy, which gives the meat life. So again, you have this kind of dogmatic idea that like uh, the meat that you eat is all dead and it's, it's rotting and blah, blah, blah. And there's a truth to that at a certain extent. If you cook your meat too, too much, you, you are essentially killing a lot of the life force energy. But if you... The, the raw, closer to the rawer you eat your meat, the more life force it contains because the more water there is retained in the meat itself. And then if you bless it with your intention, the same way as the water coming out of the tap, you're actually structuring that water and you're giving the meat life. Mm-hmm. So even though it seems like it's dead, it's actually fully alive and it contains all the enzymes, minerals and the, the, the saturated fats and the proteins that we need to repair and to grow and for ourselves to have that correct um, essential uh, mechanisms, tissues and transporters, which interact with each other. And that is what allows us to build up that strength. And that's what allows us to then repair within ourselves for our skin to get better for anti-aging. And this all ties into like understanding kind of the way your cells operate, but it at its root, it's like if you ensure that you are grateful and you give thanks to every time that you ingest your food or you uh, take it, drink some water, you know that you are giving that water life, which is just beautiful in itself, mm-hmm. like really is. Especially because most towns and cities recycle water as well. Like very rarely mm-hmm. will they have like fresh water come in. It all is recycled and treated. Yeah. So yeah by giving thanks and blessing that water like it will come back around and like the more you do it obviously that whole cycle of life and energetically it will become like obviously much better for the town and cities that you're living in as well so it's such a nice like thought and also so easy as well to just like your intention before you drink a glass of water or bottle of water or whatever um is just so simple and makes such a big difference it's just well there's a reason why we were always supposed to like 
say grace and stuff right yeah yeah well that's where that that's where the i think the tradition come out from like if you tie this back into our ancient history all ancient cultures knew this and that's why it was part of their ceremony and the the idea of saying grace was like the modern day uh kind of representation of that that before you eat your food you give thanks to whether you want to call it god the universe the energy the spirit for giving you the blessing of the food to nourish yourself and um there is a, an amazing author which I've now read like all of his books like he's one of my favorite called David R Hawkins and he basically developed a uh, muscle test mechanism which allowed him to connect with the pure consciousness itself it's almost like an oracle which you could receive um, an answer from whether you want to call it god the higher self the the infinite intelligence within and you are able to record the level of consciousness of not only people, but all things on the planet through utilizing the muscle test. That's and cool. it's called a kinesiology uh, response, if anybody kind of wants to look into it. And um, he basically tested the frequency of food before blessing it by giving it like giving thanks and after. And it increased by like, I think it was like tenfold or something in terms of the amount of energy in the food through just a 10 second uh, prayer or saying like, thank you for this food. Uh, like, thank you for allowing it to energize me. And that's all it took for the actual, and it was, it was tested to show that it, it really does have an effect, which you may not be able to see, but consciously and subconsciously it's having a huge effect on, on the food itself. It, it all of that stuff like blows my mind like I could talk about it for fucking hours because <laughs> like it, it's just such a simple thing to do and makes like yeah. I said the biggest difference possible um yeah yeah like you said, when people don't believe me it. I'm always like look up Dr. Emoto uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly. yeah yeah that's a really good one <laughs> well it's just so wild to me people don't realize like I guess the energy thing like everyone's so quick to like look at chemical like healing but like energy healing and like well like we're electromagnetic beings so yeah like I'm the energy girl I like the energy but yeah pardon it's all energy isn't it it's yeah. like you have you have the mechanisms which are almost like the medicinal remedies from the external but they're only one aspect to your healing process the the real healing comes from aligning your energy and connecting with that deeper part of yourself. And that is where you will then start to essentially restructure your DNA and, and your cells to uh, begin to actually operate in the way in which they're supposed to and function optimally. And in that, you then begin to realize that all illness is a manifestation of a misbalance of your energies. And that if you can come to a line, you can be rid yourself of diseases for, um, I mean, as long as like you live, because once there is no dis-ease within your body, then 
you are never going to fall prey to all the mechanisms that your body utilizes to be rid yourself like when it comes to a temperature runny nose all these things which people just deem as like oh uh when it comes to maybe it be diabetes or dysfunctioning of of the mind over time it's like that's all down to lifestyle and a misbalance of energy and if you can come to realign with that early in life then there's no reason that like climbing mountains now and climbing mountains when you're 100 there's no reason why there has to be any difference like you should be able to do that your entire life and that's a blessing in itself once you realize that because you're like wow like we're not destined to just like diminish and deteriorate away and become like weak fragile beings we have the opportunity here to actually live a prosperous life till the very day that we die or whatever you want to call that ascend or, or move into the next sphere and and that in itself is a wonderful thing to realize and another reason why walking this journey is such a blessing because you know that your life isn't going to end at 35 45 55 as like I mean, I, I used to be a personal trainer and like I would have clients come to me and they would be like, they'd come in and be holding it back. They'd be like, oh, like I'm 35 now. It's like I'm, I'm getting on a bit in my back. I'm like, in my head, I'm like, damn, man, you're in your 30s. Like you're in your You're prime. a fucking baby. <laughs> yeah, it's like, what are you doing? It's like, you think yeah. you're old already? Yeah, like, yeah. please. <laughs> it's and so have- sad, hey, because like they really believe it as well because that's like what society is like, basically conformed us to believe is that like oh mid 30s like by design as well Mm. yeah yeah exactly it's so fucking and imagine (laughs) what that's doing to your internal being as well just believing that like yeah imagine like obviously your energetic resonance change of your cells are like okay let's shut up shop now 35 i can't be bothered anymore we're getting old and it's like damn no wonder why when you're 50 you've got like all these wrinkles like you look like the absence of life it's like yeah. because back when you were first, you're getting old and you ingrained that into your yeah. subconscious of course you're gonna age it's like you can reverse your aging by believing that you'll you become younger as you get older <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. no it's fucking true though it yeah. is so true because like obviously full of water ourselves read like listen to like what our conscious mind is constantly thinking so it's like you can literally rewire yourself well I'm I'm also like um with people who like always talk about like oh stress is going to kill me and I'm like well if you think stress is going to kill you stress is going to kill you like if you think COVID is going to kill you COVID is going to kill you like for me it's like a consciousness thing and like even like over the years like when people would be like oh my lower back sore or I've got a UTI and I'm like lol she's like pissed off with her partner like everything's (laughs) so interrelated like seriously I'm like you are pissed off with him aren't you (laughs) every time every time like yeah like this shit is real and it's just is so wild to me that people don't like that's why I know like there's certain things I'll like I've always been like nah never gonna get it because like um you know like cold and flu is like mental confusion like there's so like once you know everything it's like you can like reverse things before they even develop yeah. yeah like my friends that get the flu and stuff they're like oh I've got the flu and I'm like it's cool I won't get it and they're like oh yeah. but it like my partner's got it I'm like yeah but I don't my body won't get it it just won't not end. in this terrain no <laughs> and it's been like years and years and years and years and still like so healthy do you know what I mean just yeah. 
I, my body won't. Yeah, that, won't that get all it. Um, <laughs> actually springs back. One of the first books which I read, which had like a profound impact on me, was Reality Transurfing. And it's basically a, a method of, of perceiving the universe to create your re- reality exactly as you wish. And it shows you how. Uh, everything has a genetic uh, not sorry not a genetic an energetic representation and we only see the physical form but really it's just like an energetic structure and in that one portion of the book was on illness and he basically said rather than you when you fall ill or when you fall ill when you start to get the runny nose and temperature and you instantly then going out and you say to everyone oh yeah I'm ill what you're mm. doing is you're resonating with that frequency. And he said, before you say that you're ill, tell yourself that you're healing mm-hmm. and you instantly switch your vibration through doing so. And since that moment forward, I've never been ill because right. every time my body's been detoxing crap, guess what? I'm healing and I know it. Yeah. And then you can experience illness and it's like, oh yes, like get rid <laughs> of me. Yeah. Let's give me yeah. the temperature, burn these toxins away. Yeah. And I'm just like, it's such a profound shift on reality because you start to realize all these kind of dismal aspects are actually just our perception. And if we realize the truth of them, we can change them to be able to be grateful for them and realize that there's an intelligence behind all of that. And really, we're just continuing this journey and progressing forward. And I, I 100% agree with that. It is, yeah. It's beautiful. To, My partner's to jumped on the bandwagon now when he wakes up in the morning, he's not feeling 100%. I'm like, how are you today? And he's like, I'm feeling healthy feeling (laughs) (laughs) and then by the end of the day like I'm how you how are you feeling you know he's like oh yeah I'm actually good like it's just because you won't even let it into the mind you like obviously wake up and you're like oh fuck you know something might be happening but he's like feeling healthy feeling good every time I get like any kind of ailment I like look at my book and I'm like what's the negative thought pattern like like seriously like I remember last year the doctor was like oh you'll never get rid of that ear infection without like antibiotics and I'm like fucking watch me like literally <laughs> six hours later I was like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like went away fucking- yeah yeah <laughs> um like I guess like on the lifestyle thing like what else do you do in terms of like spiritual hygiene and that kind of vibe um for me this is this has shifted a lot um over time but I've basically come to realize uh that for in my own journey the way in which I purify myself or the, the moment in which I am most pure is when I'm in intense pain right and it sounds crazy and a lot of people don't understand this <laughs> and I don't know what it is about my mindset but for me being putting myself in that position where I'm faced with this adverse this adversity or this obstacle and mostly physical I'm talking about so like whether I be in the gym whether it be running whatever it be that the pain is so intense what it does is it connects me with myself on such a deeper level because in that moment I have to find this inner strength and means to carry on and in that process I have continued to connect with a part of me which allows me to realize my own strength but on such a profound level 
and I don't mean strength as in like literal physical strength, but I mean strength in the ability to endure whatever uh, reality throws at you. And in that process, I've become more and more able to just kind of let go of everything that doesn't serve me because I've realized that it's actually what continues to haunt us is really what we're at our, our root scared of. And to overcome that fear, we need courage. We need to be able to go and face it head on. And when I connect with that inner strength, which is so powerful and so raw and so true, then when I take that into my spiritual kind of journey and into my mental and emotional being, I can utilize that part of me to be able to then let go of all the things that aren't serving me so I can purify using what I find in those moments of extreme pain to actually help myself in my own journey. And I use that mechanism of pain each day, um, at least once a day, because every day I have a way of showing myself how strong I am. And it's like almost habitually ingraining it into myself to know that there is nothing that I cannot endure. There is nothing that I cannot overcome. And then when you kind of utilize that relative to everything else that you experienced, it's like, I can almost like laugh at things that used to like properly grip me because now I'm just like, <laughs> like you don't, you no longer have that same intensity. So for me, my, kind of spiritual hygiene really ties into like physical exercise which like pushes me to a place within which is way beyond what we would experience in any other means and I think that ties in very much to our primal kind of instincts because if we look back into the days where we would have to like run for miles to to catch food or go days without food to just like get something to eat whether it be in the form of fruit or whatever that in itself that would have been painful and that would have been a struggle and to be able to connect with that I'm sure there's something more in that and it's through that which takes us out our comfort zone which is part of the reason that I believe that everything right now is so inverted and messed up because people never push that comfort zone to the point where they never experience this level of strength and without the level of strength that they know within how can they possibly overcome their fears and that for me has been my biggest blessing to really realize that actually pain allows you to listen and learn from it but it also is a means to show you how strong you really are at your core. And then you can utilize that in all different areas of your life to, to grow and to continue to let go of everything, which, which isn't for your greatest good. Mm. But the whole, like, especially physical pain thing as well, this day and age, like no one can tolerate pain. Do you know what I mean? No. We like quickly grab like a painkiller and, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah. do you know what that's I mean it. like we it's, just it's like mask fit. it we cover it up we don't even because there's so much to learn in pain like recently yeah. I was in like excruciating pain for about three days with uh, something that happened to my ovary and 
I oh, I haven't taken any painkillers for fucking years. Like I don't go near yeah. them, not even a Panadol. Do you know what I mean? And yeah. even though it was so fucking painful just laying there, you just learn so much at the same time. And then I come Dude. to this realization, I was in the bathtub. I was like, fuck, like I can, it was like the most pain I've ever been in the stomach region. Um, I read somewhere like what I had is like on par to childbirth. I haven't had a child. Yeah. I was kind of like kudos to me because it is, if it is on par to fucking childbirth and I can do this fucking naturally. All I needed, <laughs> yeah. well, not all I, I was dying. Like it was fucking sore, but um, like all I needed was some like warm water. Do you know what I mean? And I was able to push through it just with just That's that beautiful. as my vice. Yeah. Whereas like, yeah. you know, if I had gone to the hospital, they would have been like, here's an endone, you know, yeah. like instantly catch up. And I had that very similar experience where uh, not too long ago, <clears throat> I woke up in the middle of the night, went to the toilet, come back and lied into bed. And then instantly I felt like this thumping in my head. And it was like, it started off as like this kind of small headache and it like intensified to the point where I literally felt like I had a beam of energy like flowing out the top of my head. And if like it was a cartoon, it'd be like that kind of representation where my head would be going like this, like mm. literally absolutely mental. And I remember lying there and I was in, like it was the middle of the night. All I wanted to do was sleep. I was tired, but I just couldn't. Like it was just horrendous. And I remember thinking like at any moment in the past, I would just go and like you say, take a pain or I'd go to my mom or whatever. And she'd be like, oh, here's a painkiller, blah, blah, blah. But I was like, let me just, become absolutely cool with this pain like let me just totally surrender myself to it and I I basically said to myself mentally I was like you know what it will subside like the morning will come and you will feel better so just let it happen and just almost resonate with it and I just put my pillows up slightly I sat up slightly and I just sat there and I basically said to the headache I was like give me all you got because I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to be completely calm with you and it thumped and it thumped and then almost the next thing that I know I'm waking up in the morning and it was gone and I remember waking up I was like wow I was like I have the ability to just say you know what do what you got to do and I'll deal with it yeah and it my de- my body then figured it out itself and I wasn't scared that like I had like this migraine in my grind on my brain or uh, all these things I was just like you know what like if it's my time it's my time but right now I know that I can heal and I'm just going to let you do your thing and in that process we have such a profound power if we can endure that pain we can connect with a deeper part of ourselves which allows us to just resonate with it yeah what is there that can come up against you? Nothing, exactly. because you can just resonate with it all. And it's it's liberating because once you have no longer this fear of like intense pain or struggle, you're like, you know what, universe, bring whatever you've got because I'm ready. <laughs> I'm well, ready. you just wait. You you be careful yeah. what you say there, like, young you man. Be careful what you call <laughs> yeah. no, but I'm I, like, he honestly, said it, not me. I don't want that. <laughs> I didn't I, say it, that I wasn't me, guys. <laughs> I literally now, I, I I live by that in myself. Like I truly live, but that is my my raw truth because, like I, I live off of the truth that there is no circumstance in reality that one I can't endure or overcome, or two isn't for my greater good. Mm. So if I believe that there is literally any circumstance in all of eternity that that I can succumb to 
then I am leaving myself vulnerable to that. So I, I almost courageously now accept and embrace no matter how hard the pain gets, because one, I know it's for my greater good in the span of my entire soul's journey through, through infinity, but also that like, I have to be ready to embrace whatever it be because the universe is a, a tough and brutal place. And if we shy down to our struggles, then we are going to be at the mercy of them. And I, in my mental mindset, I'm like, you know what? I've got to a point where I'm like, universe, like, just bring it to me. Because whatever it be, wherever it be, I'm, I'm ready. I will, I will always be ready because no matter how painful it gets, I am there. Because my soul within has the power to endure whatever the fuck this thing gives to me because it's out of my soul it's out of that power which gives mm. birth to it it's like so warrior mentality I, I was like yeah. that's like full warrior vibes yeah it? yeah it is <laughs> i'm like i'm i'm loving it warrior mentality is the best <laughs> out of curiosity do you know what your lilith is no uh, i do not i was so i recently learned mine and it's so funny i was like i feel like i do <laughs> oh do you do you know uh, probably you probably don't what is know. it is it same as mine yeah. It's Gemini. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, so I recently uh, learned what mine is and there's a whole thing of there. I love that you just knew it off the bat as well. I know. About I'm like, pain. I'm like and, autistic with everyone's pain. Yeah, you are. It's you like, do know everyone's. problem. <laughs> be cool, um, be cool. Don't fucking say it. <laughs> yeah. But my Lilith had in there about like pain and um, yeah. like, I guess in a way, not enjoy in, enjoying it but being able to come face to face with it that's why I was like I wonder who's got the same Lilith as me because I feel yeah. like I'm just starting that whole like coming face to face with certain pains and um in my mind I feel like I can separate the two so there's like Monique and then there's like mm-hmm. Monique in pain and I'm yeah. like how you going there love yeah <laughs> like dying well, it's like won't be much longer is how it, like, it feels inside I, do you know what I mean <laughs> I, I'm I'm pretty certain well not pretty certain like I, I'm I am assured in myself I've, I've been shown now that I was a samurai at one point in my previous incarnations really? I, I I can virtually guarantee that from the fact that one of the like my favorite all-time feel film is the last samurai and the reason for that is because when i um there's two things one they value death more than life they value the or their culture valued the the journey of the soul more than they did the physical existence but also if they was to back down to uh, a particular circumstance out of fear they would be that would be so shameful that you don't deserve to live so they would then have one of the samurais basically it would be uh, a chosen suicide so they would fall they would be on their knees they'd go into the forest they'd be on their knees and you would personally you would have a little dagger and you would hold it to your stomach and what would happen is you would almost say your prayer whatever you you would get to a place within yourself and then you stab yourself internally and you would almost abide with that pain for about five seconds and you'd have a samurai behind you and then he would chop your head off, off the back of your neck. And every samurai would do this if 
they ever back down to a circumstance which fear held them back because to live in shame isn't worth living is what they believe and I remember watching that and learning that and instantly it brought like insane tears to my eyes but it was almost like this intense deep connection with myself as if like I had been in that circumstance before and I feel as if that I've reincarnated back to learn that lesson in with what's going on in the world now to literally when it comes to fear I can't fall prey to it I have to face it head on and that warrior type mindset has been in me it's deep ingrained into me through my journey and now it's just manifesting itself again and that's the reason why I love the pain because for me the pain is my ability to go so deeply within that like I connect with that strength which just shows me that I have nothing to fear like I'm I'm yeah. so ready for everything because like the fear is all that the these these entities have over us and if you really truly are able to overcome that fear there's you're liberated that that's real freedom once you want the absence of fear you're you're free to choose and and that's that's life in its purest form and that's just wonderful isn't it so it's amazing it's literally how they control us like Mm. everything like boils boils down to that yeah i love that you're not living in fear because i don't know how easy it would be to find a samurai to chop your head off these days (laughs) (laughs) i tell you what though (laughs) i tell you what though like on on a scale of how to die I know it sounds crazy. Like you, you, you could die on your on your deathbed. This is the point where people start age. unfollowing us. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> For me, to the actually genuinely the thought of having the ability to initiate my own death out of gratitude for the life itself, but to die in such a pure way by having your head chopped off. Like this is what I mean. It's why I'm sure I was a samurai. Mm. Like because that to me just it resonates I know it sounds ridiculous but it it really does it's like it's such a pure way to go to to choose yourself to intentionally create your own death not out of suicide out of like being in such despair that you can't bear but out of such profound love and dignity and purity that you must that must send you into such a pure space within the infinite realm of consciousness it's like it must be such an amazing way to like for your consciousness to almost disappear and and reside back and that i I don't know what it is i don't know i don't know why but for me that is like if if there's a samurai later in my life maybe i'll end up in a jungle or something and i'll meet one and and who knows what could happen (laughs) (laughs) yeah never say never (laughs) yeah (laughs) it could be like the fact that obviously when when you do leave this 3d realm like you know your conscious mind goes back to oneness you know so it's not essentially like a a death death it's just a death of the physical body exactly yeah Mm -hmm. I think with like the past life thing though, like you kind of know, like I know I was burnt at the stake many times. Like yeah. I like set myself on fire daily and I'm like, oh, it's like, <laughs> so yeah. So I think it's like, and especially like lately, I feel like the downloads that are coming through, it's like, I just like remember many like more lifetimes. So like, yeah, I a hundred percent. Yeah. You were definitely like warrior. <laughs> 
But yeah, um, your, your soul tells you kind of like who you are or what you are or, you know, yeah. just by feelings because it's like yeah. your cells remember always, exactly. you know, yeah, exactly. your mind won't, your cells memory, will. Don't you, in your DNA, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. So, like, for our listeners, like, what other cheat codes do you have for us? So, yeah, so one of the things which um, I began uh, initially experimenting with and um, is now kind of spiralled into like a, a lifestyle which has benefited me massively spiritually is the celibacy aspect. And the reason for that is due to it being probably one of the most intense spiritual disciplines that we can essentially abide in um, alongside a whole host of other benefits that come with it. But I originally uh, began by basically deciding um, that a relationship in any form wasn't the best thing for me when I needed to become uh, or I was going into this almost solitary lifestyle where I was going on that inner search and that basically took me away from any sort of uh, sexual relationship so that kind of began there with uh, the sex aspect and then moving that forward I started to then question like masturbation in itself in terms of the way in which not only like porn is set up and and the way it affects our minds but also like it it just with everything that I was doing to purify myself and purify my soul it just didn't seem to align with that like I always knew internally it was like um almost disrespecting myself like to for the moment of pleasure and the way like my mindset was set and I was trying to like strengthen my ability to like not succumb to these temptations for that moment of pleasure it's I get to a point where I was like I can't continue to do this so I started looking into kind of like the celibacy aspect of what a lot of the ancient cultures would abide in on their spiritual journeys and also the benefits of essentially holding that energy within and I then began or I basically continued my journey to a point where I was like you know what that's it no sex no fat and that was the uh that was set in stone for me and now it's been it's coming up to two years no sex and one year no fat and it has been the most profound journey for myself in what I've discovered because to control and harness that energy is such, it requires so much strength, but then to take that energy and then transmute it and and channel it into something greater and essentially take all that built up energy from the kundalini region and bring it up into your higher chakras to allow you to not only develop greater insight but you you come to be or at least get more in tuned and because of that build up of kundalini as well that's your real driving energy that's like the strength it's the prana it's it's what flows through the all your veins all of your channels your electricity and it gives you the strength to be able to going back to what I was saying before, like really endure these painful experiences. And 
the combination of that mental discipline to continue along in going against what 99.999% other people couldn't even necessarily dream of doing and then channeling that stored energy to utilize it for a greater means in a spiritual awakening for me there is no greater uh, mechanism of enlightenment than those two together now I don't believe that it should necessarily be done for your entire life. Like there is always the balance between discipline and joy and just like abiding in pleasure when it's presented to you and just being grateful for that. But if you're in a position now where you are doing it for the sake of it and there's nothing to gain from it apart from that momentary pleasurable release, then you are going to receive so much greater benefit in holding it in and utilizing that energy for a different means for your spiritual development rather than just wasting it. And then comprehending the fact that with every time that you, you climax that point, you are birthing a new life it's a new universe like that actually gives birth to an entire human and it gives it's it's the ability for a soul to incarnate and that if unless it's entirely pure with like a a real connection with the person that you're with it is not going to be in tune with your frequency and your highest self and just in utilizing all of that kind of info you can then start to almost develop that discipline within to say, you know what, no, I'm going to align with this and just give it a go. And through giving it a go, one, you'll probably be surprised by how um, how strong you are. But two, when you start to notice the benefits from yourself, not only energetically, but physically, it seems like, like your skin becomes clearer, you become more vibrant and utilizing that energy for your your journey through the abyss that is it, it's pure it's like it's like your superpower it's like just this one thing which kind of for the vast majority goes astray but if you can handle that that serpent rising up the spine then then you are tapping into real power right there <laughs> <laughs> no that's like it's so wild i have noticed that like i guess people on this sort of same path like are starting to do it a bit more but it's just so wild to me how they like sort of set us up for failure like with like the whole porn and like you know yeah. like it's just expect like we're told that it's like you know liberating to like do that and it's just yeah it's it's fucking wild like, that- like porn itself is is like crack for your brain mm-hmm. it's like the, the the way i deem drugs right or like anything which is kind of intoxicating slash addictive is like you have those set of drugs which are have their like negative consequences instantly like you eat like a full large pizza cookies and like a milkshake like you're gonna feel stuffed and horrible straight away like you go out and you drown yourself in alcohol like the next day you're gonna be suffering right but then there's things which you can get that intense pleasure experience, but don't really give you any negative side effect, which unless you're incredibly aware, you are um, actually in tune with, in the sense that porn 
it it's now there's been multiple studies to show that on your brain it is like literally fueling the same regions as like taking a hit of heroin like it's it's that bad and not only that there was a recent um study which came out about Pornhub and I think they had like 150,000 or it was even more uh, videos on their live on their website at the time of the investigation of child porn and it all ties into um like the, this whole child trafficking and mm. and it's 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 like the worst industry yeah. in terms of like who we are like spiritually and and the fact that we have this like sacred body which we like just utilizes as means to either get famous or rich or whatever and 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 then utilize that as a personal means of pleasure and just the combination of those two it's something which i just i genuinely feel for myself and my own experience that if you really want to take your your mental mastery to the next level you need to completely negate that totally that's yeah. like just my perspective on it i have to say like I used to fucking love porn. Like it was like my yeah. favorite thing in the whole fucking world. And that whole yeah. like child trafficking thing. And then like, like when I made that connection about everything that you just said, I was just like, it was tainted for me. Like I had to like give it up. And it's just so insane. Like how much impact it does have over your brain. Like, and like for me, I always like, I remember one of my girlfriends was always like giving me a hard time about like, giving it up and like you know like she's like you're giving up your favorite things like why are you like being like I guess like that whole old school like Christian thing she was like really really triggered by but I guess once you realize like the the energy exchange with like all of these things that are like so sacred to us like I was just like I can't fucking you know I was like "Mm." I'm like no archons it's like (laughs) it's like that um I had a, another one of those moments. Uh, like I used to, one of like my favorite things would be to like watch a movie and like get those Pakatan fastic Harry Bows, you know, like the, and uh, oh, yeah. like I then realized like the 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 main ingredient what them Harry Bows are made of, and once I come to realize that, like that was one of those things where it instantly becomes so tainted, which. I've never ever again eaten one. And it's uh I mean it's, for those who, who don't know, it, they basically take all, all all the leftovers of the animals, whether it's like the hair, the nails, the teeth, the the bone, whatever of these animals which you know haven't been treated to the highest standards, and all of that goes into a machine which like processes and manufactures this goo-like texture which is which is the foundation of those sweets and i was just like damn man but i like i feel like i feel like i've had so many of those moments over the last year i'm like fuck really Really? i'm like let me live like yeah (laughs) literally so there's always those moments but Mm. yeah it it it's those moments where you you face you come face to face with your your real inner divine will and what i mean by that is once you come face to face with a truth such as that you then have to make the choice as to whether 
you continue to abide doing that destructive thing or you no longer do it no matter how much you enjoyed and you may fail you may continue to fall back into that negative habit and you may do it over and over but just having the intention within to like overcome that is all that matters and eventually over time you'll continue to grow that strength enough to the point where you will overcome it and just being easy on yourself on the journey and knowing that over time it will actually come to a point where you will realize that you actually just don't want to be doing it anyway Mm. and in that is a blessing because you then begin to see that all of these kind of destructive habits that we had actually aren't ingrained in us at our core and once we berid those habits it's actually really easy to kind of live in a purer way and that is just beautiful for our soul and for our own journey yeah absolutely I feel like we just like tainted so many people's fucking (laughs) (laughs) nighttime (laughs) nighttime play arounds but I feel like once you've heard it and it's in the back of your mind like even if you do continue those activities or down that road it is in the back of your mind so it is tainted and like you said eventually you'll end up stopping altogether for, I guess like for me, like like the more um, like sensitive I came to energy, I was just like, I couldn't like, it was almost like even if I wanted to, my body would just like repel certain things. Like, yeah. like it's just not in alignment anymore. Like I didn't fucking mean to give up those things. Like they were like, do you know what I mean? Like literally like yeah. give up everything. I was just like, fuck man, really? Like- 100%. <laughs> I got into like a quite like a not a depressive state, but like quite a dismal state at one point where I started reading all these ancient scriptures and they were saying how like you've got to stop doing this, you've got to stop doing that, do this, like only spiritual. And I'd be like, damn, all these things which I like love and enjoy, like what I gotta give them up. And at first I didn't really understand. I was like, this doesn't make like what you're trying to tell me that like moving up. The, the ladder to enlightenment and I've got to give up everything I enjoy it's like it didn't make any sense and then I started to over through my journey realize that it wasn't about giving up the things that you enjoy it's about coming to realize that what you think you enjoy is not because of the thing it's because it allows you to connect with the joy that already exists within and it's about learning how you can elicit that joy through doing acts and and abiding in in actions and habits which serve yourself rather than those which are destroying yourself and then you begin to see that you don't actually need those destructive habits anymore and you can find as much joy in the habits which are for your greater good and that in itself is just like once you once you align with that part of yourself everything is 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 aligning you to a greater version of yourself and you just begin to fall in love with the journey of it being tough because you you it's all about the discipline and the self-alignment and it is something which you come to realize rather than having to just give up because you've heard something and you, you continue on so yeah it's that whole like self-mastery thing isn't it it's yeah. just yeah. kind of get addicted to the self-mastery Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like <laughs> <laughs> No, it's so true. But like you, I feel like you almost like get, you think that you love it and then you get almost forced to give it up and yeah. then you go back to it and then you're like, oh, I actually don't love yeah. this. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly it was all it. like an illusion. 
yeah. it's like you're not on that vibration anymore as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly right. Yeah, you're not on that frequency anymore. Your soul is like, no, this is yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's exactly yeah. how it feels, though, right? You're like, I'm not having fun. But honestly, like trying yeah. to explain like all of these changes, like to you know my friends that are still very 3D, it's like it's just like so an impossible task, really. <laughs> I know I'm literally like backward step backward step backward step I just yeah. have patience yeah. I'm like oh yeah cool <laughs> yeah no yeah, I get some that friends too. are like what are you even fucking talking about like they're very aware and they know what's happening but then I'll just come out with like different stuff and they're like I don't have a clue what you're talking about and I'm like oh yeah. my god <laughs> <laughs> I like I do preach the like the the sacred energy exchange to people I'm like you're gonna pick up the trauma of everyone they've slept with as well like that's a my partner and I went to like a surah healer to like clear our kundalini and get rid of like our ex sexual partner's energy that we're holding on to so we didn't exchange it anymore and yeah. my poor partner wasn't like quite there yet you know and yeah. I was just like well if this is, I'm pulling the card that if you love me you'll do it you know like <laughs> I need you to do this if you want to continue yeah. the relationship with me and he was like yeah. fucking hell like okay I'll do it and now I'm like yay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you're all clean I'm clean it's just like yeah. us but it's such like a nice feeling and like that it's just our two energies that are being exchanged you yeah. know what i mean there's nothing yeah, there's nothing infiltrating it yeah, or, yeah exactly right yeah it, it's really nice yeah. mm. like i don't even want most people in my fucking aura let alone like you know yeah. <laughs> actually yeah yeah <laughs> Like, they're like oh why why don't you want like people to hug you like are you scared of COVID and I'm like whoa <laughs> yeah that's it yeah that's the one <laughs> I'm literally like please don't touch me with your nasty energy no, 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 I would never say that <laughs> but now they all know <laughs> yeah you've said everyone it on knows here. Yeah. <laughs> like oh. <laughs> oh like even like recently like because Melbourne's been so cooked lately like I'm like that sensitive. I don't even want to go outside when like the when they've made an announcement or if like people are like losing their shit or like if it's like a really yeah. beautiful day and it's the weekend, like I'm like mm, not going outside. Yeah. Like I just like can't deal with like everyone's fucking I get it. Yeah. It's a lot. It's yeah. a lot to deal with. Poor you and poor Melbourne. <laughs> No, let me out. But hey, oh, like seriously, like the last week has been so cooked. It's well, like not even I don't even know what time is anymore. But like recently, it was really cooked. It was like we took over the no, there was like the tradies, like with the civil unrest, and then it was like the we took over the the longest like like the record for being like the longest lockdown, and then it was like the earthquake, (laughs) and then it was like fucking someone was at my door and I was like what the fuck is going on like am I supposed to get out of here like it was it a was, lot for poor Lainey yeah. <laughs> my poor nervous system I was like, mm. <laughs> like, <laughs> <didn't work>. like <laughs> embody that discomfort babe make yourself stronger that's it that's it embrace it <laughs> Is this is this higher self lady? Like you're a fucking savage. Like I need some rep- <laughs> like give me a fucking break. Like <laughs> but yeah. so hilarious. 
Well, I have a question about the ledger. Um, oh yes, the ledger. Oh, I almost forgot that. Yeah. Yes. This is this like this like caves me. Even like the other day when I like so knew it was like I knew something was going on, and like it was the, right before the earthquake, and like I was like, "Should you bring your crypto with you?" And I was like, "No, no, <laughs> you're literally going to the fucking osteo. Like, chill." But I guess like how like what um like for me, I'm always just like, "What do you do to like?" store it like how are you gonna like like I don't know like do you have more than one ledger like should we be like having more than two like so um, the, the important thing to know about your your ledger is each ledger has a private key assigned to it which is where your crypto essentially is stored that's like your if you could imagine the private key to be the actual key which unlocks the safe at which stores your crypto so it's it's on there, stored on the blockchain. It's not actually, the ledger is just like a, a mechanism to show you how much you have stored on that private key. Mm -hmm. And if you was to actually lose your ledger or it was to get burned or whatever crazy scenario was to happen, as long as you had your private keys, which is oh what God, you- feels so much better. <laughs> uh what, well when you set up your ledger it asks you to input your your seed recovery phrase doesn't it it's like that 24 letter seed recovery phrase mm -hmm. and that is basically your access to your private key and with that as long as you have that you are able to um, retrieve your crypto it doesn't actually I feel matter like I'm going to have to get mine tattooed on me. It's on a piece of bloody cardboard well, like so there are actually companies now which you can uh, it, it, I mean, they they might cost you. I mean, even more than a ledger, but it's like a steel frame which you actually utilize like a a lock and key type mechanism to type it in, so that in the case of like a fire or an earthquake or whatever, you would never because the private key is pretty much the most important thing. Yeah. So, yeah. um, storing that in a safe place is is more important than where you put your ledger. Yeah. But in saying that someone like ledger for example the company i don't know whether you've ever had any problems but they are the absolute worst company in the world to get a hold of so <laughs> there is tried? <laughs> oh trust me like their, their customer service is horrendous and like <laughs> even if one of their representatives need to sort it out but the um the problem with that is that you have essentially the problem of getting to the point where you're speaking to someone who actually allows you to for you to give them your private key if something was to happen to your ledger so that you can retrieve your crypto so in saying all of that don't then kind of go do lally with your ledger because like you still want to store it in a safe place you don't ever have to go through that process so in my uh my current circumstance i have a ledger and i have a descent wallet and I have my crypto distributed amongst the two. And I also have Faraday bags for them both, which I keep them in. So like any sort of kind of EMF uh, type attack wouldn't like fry. I'm literally the, uh... like, fuck. <laughs> I'm like, fuck me as well. I'm like, okay, you go get so the many bags. <laughs> like, oh, uh, like, it's there, so... that's my precaution with it. Uh, other no, than that, that I... is really smart because I feel like that can definitely be one of the things to like attack. <laughs> Because if 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 the uh, if there was like an EMF type electronic attack, then mm. 
the internet's going down at the same time. Yeah. So there's no way you're getting in contact with Ledger or Descent when you can't even get onto your phone or anything. So yeah. having something which just protects the ledger in itself so you don't have to deal with that hassle of like wait how am i gonna even retrieve this for me it's just like a good way to so i I have them in the faraday bags and then i also keep them in a safe place at the same time so that like Mm -hmm. uh, they don't get stolen or lost or whatever but if they do get stolen or lost it's not the end of the day just make sure that you have the private keys which is your 24 seed recovery phrase and preferably have it stored in say two places, two different places in the house. And then maybe at like a different house or different location. So if there was some sort of catastrophe at yours, you would hopefully have it saved somewhere else. Mm. This has caused many spirals in the last few weeks. <laughs> I'm spiraling now. I'm like, shit, I'm so really nearly with mine. I don't even know where they where the keys are anymore. I think I took a photo of them on my phone, and but then the phone can I, that can go. Yeah, um, yeah, I'll, I would say that's probably the worst idea possible because all that it takes then is for your iCloud or your your account Stop. to get hacked. Oh, and, for fuck's sake! Um, so all of these people who have their their twenty four seed recovery phrase, either a picture of or you have it wrote down in your notes or anywhere on your electronic device. Like, first thing I'll do now is go and get that onto a physical piece. And delete that straight off because then you're susceptible to any sort of cloud attack. Which, like, if they get in and they get your, they get into your photos. They've then got your, and they don't need your ledger. If they've got your, I feel keys, like I want to delete this part of the body. I'm like, don't give them <laughs> ideas. <laughs> well, it's not released yet, so we're we're, we're going to be doing this. It's all going to be done by the time this launches. I'm yeah. like, I've got to go now. Like, I've got to go do this. I'm, I'm no, I'm honestly, it's like something that's like really cooked me lately. Like, mm. I'm just like. I guess because like all this fear stuff's come up in the last you know couple of weeks and then like having to leave like really quickly and it was just like holy fuck like yeah I've got all the but you you like the the only reason why I say that is because I don't know whether you was aware back I think it was I'm not sure whether it was like six months ago or you know the the ledger yeah, yeah, I yeah, I not, think that's what started like me thinking yeah. about like hedging my bets. I guess like having I think I asked you. I was like, how many ledgers do you have? Like, yeah. <laughs> but but in that ledgers whole database got released. So not only did everyone with a ledger did their email get taken, their password, wow. also their home addresses were in oh, that. Fast. So they should they I also... be mine? Should I be like would? I'd be I'm like, would I be on that list? Do I need well, to- yeah, yeah. Every every single person who had a ledger would have what been do on I that need list. To do? <laughs> There's nothing that you actually need to do, right? That no, how I mean, do I apart from this security <laughs> breach. <laughs> well if if you're if you're a hacker, right, and you get this this info, rather than seeing I've got no money, all go, right. <laughs> rather than getting this info and having to go and round to every person's house and literally hold them at gunpoint and get their ledgers what's so much easier you literally find out their email you the likelihood of their password being the same password for all their other passwords i'd imagine for the majority of people would either be very close or pretty likely they then go and sign into their iCloud accounts and you can guarantee for the vast majority they're taking a picture and then you've got to and that 
hackers are smart. To be a hacker, you, you've got to be smart off the get-go. And they're not going to be thinking straightforward. They've been thinking outside the bat. So just thinking in the way that a hacker would think and guarding yourself against that is the most important thing with your crypto to store it safely rather so than... Well, with that lo- like with that breach, like what should I do? <laughs> well, and he's like, I'm yeah. going to have to move addresses. <laughs> no, Literally. seriously, like that someone has been like, oh my God, well, right before the fucking earthquake, someone was like, um, I went to like reschedule something and there's smoke alarm people were like, oh no, that's not us. Make sure you don't answer the door. And I was like, for fuck's sakes, like who's yeah. coming after me? That's why I was like, do I need to bring my crypto with me? Like for yeah. some reason I was just like paranoid. A few things you do exactly what I just said with your, with your keys, get them off of your phone. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, uh, become incredibly aware with every email that comes through. They're getting better and better at phishing and creating these emails to look professional. Um, never, even if I, uh, if an email comes through and it's something to do with my crypto or whatever, I will u- use the link and I'll never click it straight from the email. I will copy and paste it into the search and see what comes up on a search before mm-hmm. I actually click on the link. Oh, that's a good so one. you can get like ideas, like, because then you will, if it, if it's like a scam link, it will come up with like a whole other load of like crappy web pages and you instantly mm-hmm. notice. So just I'm becoming like, aware of that. Um, and then, as I do, as you can kind of see there, I have my samurai sword ready. So if they come okay. looking at my door, they're getting their heads chopped off. I was going <laughs> to ask you that you've got a samurai sword. I was going to ask you about the sword. And then yeah. I was like, oh, hang on. My we're blacking out. We're blacking yes. out the screen. I, I was like, oh, guys, we know what he looks Woo! like. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Oh, it's so cool. Yeah, no, I'm going to get onto that and I'm definitely going to be changing my password from one, two, three, four. That's a smart one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, fuck. It's just like, for me, it's the whole, I feel like I'd lose the cardboard, but now that I know that you can have that that company that can pop it onto that thing, I'm like, yeah, I'm like tattooed. (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, I wouldn't put past someone to chop off my arm and take it though, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I love all the topics we've covered. It's been wonderful. It's been beautiful. I know. It has been, been great. Thank you so much. I'm so glad. We, we will have to do this again as well at some oh, point. For sure, definitely. Yeah, that yeah. would be amazing love, to do it again. Chat. <laughs> yeah, of course. We love a good chat. Yeah, we can go for yeah. hours as well. Yeah. I, know, um, I know. I was like, I swear to God, like time is so wild. I'm just like, how is it like two and a half hours? I know. Late I know. Yeah. <laughs> but everyone that's listening has obviously been taken on a real journey. And I'm sure they've got lots and lots of questions that they want answered. So if anyone yeah. does have any questions, just yes. pop it on the, um, on our Instagram page or on Reborn's Instagram page. And we'll Ooh, try and also- answer some, do a little Q and A or something. Yeah, that would be heaven. But also I was going to say, like, I know so many of my friends and like followers are like, all about um like they're just so clueless about the crypto thing so like do you i know that you offer a course do you want to do like a little, a little yeah, yeah. So- <laughs> oh i'd love to know about your course yeah <laughs> so i i have uh two separate online courses which like one is primarily based on just 
onboarding someone who has absolutely no prior knowledge of anything to do with crypto of where to go to buy their coins of how to store them of the exchanges or anything that's currently taking place within the crypto sphere so that's one of my courses which is available on my website and then the other course is a little bit more in depth into the actual financial markets themselves and just gives you a broader understanding of the functioning of the markets, the history of them, where they're heading and how you can best position yourself in this coming time to benefit off of the current uh, economy and the current economic uh, standpoint with regards to the events. And then I myself also offer like one-to-one coaching as well um, with regards to like anything, whether it be spiritually or emotionally or uh, financially. And with that, I go deep into like crypto and the Flare Network and XRP and, and generating a passive income, whether it be staking, delegating, minting, etc. So there is that means as well. So if anyone does want to hit me up, um, you can either check out my website, which is www.reborn13.com or just come and check me out on my Instagram Twitter page, drop me a message on there uh, at Reborn13 and I'll be more than happy to help and answer any questions that you have. So Amazing. Just from that like short like chat that I was on yesterday, it was incredible. So yeah, your knowledge is like so, so beneficial right now. So we'll definitely link it in the bio and then people can easily find it as well. And everyone needs to do the YouTube channel as well because honestly, like there Mm -hmm. is... So many videos, so many, like, just like so much stuff on there. So we'll link that as well. Amazing. Awesome. Thank you so, so, so much for coming on today. It's been incredible. You're wonderful. (laughs) You're amazing. And can't wait to do this again. Yeah. And we will will definitely do it soon. Yeah. Fabulous. Thank you. Cool, cool. See you. See you later. Thank you. Bye. watching an MGT production.